Hello, everybody. Welcome to Skates to the Throat, the first episode of the new year and new decade. And for that, I have a special treat for us. We have a new guest with us, and I'm going to toss it over to him in just a second. But I feel like this will truly complete the metropolitan love that we have on this podcast, as this man is a Rangers fan. So, uh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to hear a lot of shit. <laughs> so I'm going to toss it over to him, uh, Keegan. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Keegan. As our buddy here said, I am a Rangers fan. This year, I'm still claiming the Salty Whalers fan, but, uh, you know, we, we got next year. We got next year. Hey, you know. Now, when you said Salty Whalers fan, I'm like, man, this guy's a Hartford Whalers fan. They don't even hear about them anymore, <laughs> unless Carolina's wearing the thing. But I guess that's the AHL Whalers, isn't it? So the Connecticut Whale actually has been gone for quite a while. They went back down to the Hartford Wolfpack. They wanted to keep that that history alive. Plus, the yeah. Connecticut Whale just... It was a big bomb financially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know about that. Atlantis had two teams that have just <laughs> failed to do anything. And you got the Gladiators now. You can't complain oh, yeah. about that. No, I love. I just went to the Gladiators game. Uh, my uh, my lady got me tickets uh, for Christmas, and we were like two rows off the ice. It was oh, nuts. Wow. It was nuts. I'm I'm repaying the favor. I'm taking her to see the Bruins play the Hurricanes in March because oh. she's a Bruins fan. As much as I hate to say it, I hope the Bruins win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm a Flyers fan myself, but you know, I got I got some love in my heart for the Bruins. I honestly do. You know, they're a good team. They've 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 earned where they're at. So. Oh, absolutely. They they've had an amazing run this year. I I can't like even talk smack. Pasternak's unstoppable. You know, Rask is unstoppable. Them, just watching them, man. I just. I, I want to sit there and be like, no, stop, but I can't. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I, and I'll relay this to my my NFL fandom. I relay that to any time I see the New England Patriots take the field because I'm just like, no, please, Tom Brady, just don't make this pass. Come on, man. But you know what? It's okay. We still beat them in the Super Bowl because I'm an Eagles fan. Oh, here we go. The so, one time. Oh, yes, yes. The one time that mattered for me. I had to wait 25 <laughs> years. To see the Eagles win the Super Bowl, but I did it. God bless you. <laughs> and I got it. So, all right. Without further ado, we shall get into some get into some news. I uh, just from the NHL news page because uh, it's just me and him. We're doing this part of the episode right now. Chris will join us at a later time. Um, so I saw that yesterday Sidney Crosby started practice in a gray no contact jersey. But by the end of the practice, he threw that shit off and grabbed a freaking black all-contact jersey. So uh, looks like Sid the Kid's getting ready to come back, um, which is horrifying for me because, again, Flyers fan, and they're ahead of us <laughs> in the standings, and we're going to be playing them soon. So that's just, that's that's going to be hard to watch. But yeah, I love I, I got a lot of respect for Sidney Crosby. I honestly do. I, he, he started in the NHL when I was still in high school. Um, so I've just I've come up watching this kid just be the greatest player probably of his decade and we'll get to our we'll get to our decade list because uh between him and Alex Ovechkin like I think they both share number one I just I I can't pick one that's better than the other you know yeah you can't you can't it's 
Ovechkin over now, he's got what five hundred plus assists already. Exactly. He's he is the highest scoring Russian player that has ever played in the NHL. And those are some big names he had to get across too. Oh, big time. Oh, it's um. But again, we'll digress because that's that list is uh that list is going to be something. So, uh, yeah, like I said, looks like Sid's coming back. Um, I look forward to seeing it, especially with them just losing Jake Gunsel. It's going to be a uh, that's a heavy hit for them. I like Gunsel as a player. I have a lot of respect for him. So, and with that, I will say the Capitals continue just to dominate any kind of hockey throughout the league that they lost a couple games but still they're just unstoppable i think they're now past 60 points last i checked and it's not even the all-star break like they're just yeah there's something there's something up there yeah they think like 60 61 something like that yeah they're just great group of guys solid coach that's why he's an all-star coach but uh yeah they they are currently at 61 points in the Islanders are the ones behind them, and they're tied with Pittsburgh with 53. Oh God! So it's just God. Let's not look at the Metropolitan Division. All right, I'm not. It's not too so happy with hard. the standings. And this is what I tell Chris all the time. It's like, yeah, the <laughs> Devils can kind of make a push because you know they've kind of turned things around lately. They've been looking better on the ice. They're actually winning games and stuff. But you got to get past. You got to get past Philly. You got to get past Carolina. You got to get past New York. You're never going to get past Washington. That's just mathematically yeah, impossible. It's not going to happen. No, there are so many good teams that they still have to get past. Um, which is not to say it's impossible. I mean, stranger things have happened. Look at last season with the St. Louis Blues. I know uh, I say yeah, this true. Episode, but that's pretty much destroyed any kind of uh, mathematical equations for the NHL. And speaking of St. Louis, is still not giving up that spot in the central. They are number one with 58 points. So they're right behind. Uh, yeah, they've had Washington. a, they've had a good run this year too. Just like uh, the coyotes, man. Coyotes have been killing it too. Oh, you're going to learn on this, on this podcast. We have a, we have a lot of love for a certain player on the Arizona coyotes. And that's Mr. Phil Kessel. <laughs> oh my God. We are all big Phil the thrill fans. All right. Well, as long as it's not hall, I'm happy. Well, don't say that, <laughs> Chris, for the longest time when we started this podcast, because this was right after Taylor Hall came back to Jersey and stuff, and Chris had so much hope for him. He was like, oh, he's going to be so great this season. He's diehard Taylor Hall fan. <laughs> and then he did nothing. <laughs> nothing. See you later. <laughs> but it's okay. I mean, he seems to have found his footing in Arizona. So, I mean, you got a great group of guys around you freaking steam with it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, I still think my I, my second favorite team in the NHL is the Vegas Golden Knights. You guys know this. I'm just relaying introductory information about myself. But uh, the Golden Knights, that is that is my number two favorite team. And it's, I don't know, I've never seen a team come into existence and just be great all around. And well, a I lot mean, of it has to yep, go ahead, base. please. You know that player base that they started off with? They started off with some big name players, and I mean, at one oh, point yeah. they had they had a uh, what Malcolm Subban in goal. Yeah, it's like wow, okay, it, you know, I, he might still be he might still be. I don't I don't think he's gonna make it much past this season. Maybe with the trade deadline, I don't know if he's on the chopping block or whatnot. But Malcolm Subban makes some good goals. I gave him gave him a lot of crap last year just because I know he can be a better goalie. He just had a confidence thing, but he seems to have blown right past that. Yeah, but I mean, having him and, and Flory still sitting there, like... Yeah, yeah, Subban's still on the team, so that's... 
Yeah, that's a great tandem. I mean, you got that Mark Stone acquisition that they had last season was probably like like Chris Chris and I were just talking about this last night. That Mark Stone move is probably the most ingenious of the season. Right. Next to Philly getting Kevin Hayes. I love Kevin Hayes. Love him to death. <laughs> love it. He's my favorite player on the Flyers. Um but yeah, this this season like if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that San Jose would not be a good team, that like Tampa Bay would have as hard of a start as they did. Now, granted, Tampa Bay has climbed back a bit, but I still don't see them being able to be consistent enough with it to where they make a playoff push. Maybe they will. I don't, I don't know. They're just—it's not the season it was last year. That's that's Washington's thing this year. Yeah. No, I—I I mean the Sharks. They've got the players and they have the chemistry, but for some odd reason, it's just not it's not coming to fruition like it should be. I really don't think it was Pete DeBoer's fault either, which I, I hate that they got rid of him because I, I like him as a head coach. But uh, I just I don't think that mm-hmm. was it. I think losing Pavelski hurt them a little bit more than they expected it would. Because yeah. even yeah, Pavs is a huge part of that team. He was a huge part of that team. Um, so there's that. All right. So moving on from the capitals, um, Mark Andre Fleury, the guy we were just talking about has decided to withdraw from the all-star game, which you see, this is starting to become a thing that more big name players do. It seems like they'd rather have that, that extra rest for the last part of the season than to just play in the all-star game we know Ovechkin does it I think this is his second year running doing it it's his annual vacation (laughs) maybe he just has really good golf he has like a really good golf course that he goes to at that time of the year so I I don't know maybe what are your uh what are your thoughts on old Mr. Flurry you know it being the fact that sitting in goal like I know that feeling and I mean I am no Flurry I will I will never say I am but I can understand where he's coming from, where he's like, you know, I don't want to do the All-Star game because the All-Star game is for the fans. And as much as we want to see the greatest players on the ice sitting there playing, yeah. you know, we're, we're not going to be able to see that because, you know, some of these players are like, you know what, I, I got to take the I got to take it off. I'm, I'm not going to do that because what do they get? What do they really get out of it? You know, and exactly. with Ovechkin's, fan service. Exactly. Ovechkin, Ovechkin doesn't care. No, you know, he's like, whatever. I don't care. He gets that. He gets a one game suspension for it. He's like, OK, that's just more time for me. <laughs> he's like, OK, so I don't have to come back when. Like, <laughs> But it always happens. He always comes back from the All-Star break, whether he plays or not. And he just goes lights out for the last part of the season. It always happens. Claude Giroux does the same thing. I don't know what it is. I guess that little All-Star break just freaking recharges him. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I. Flurry's a great goalie this season. Obviously, like we were just saying with Vegas being in the number one position, obviously he got there by being the great goalie. And Chris brought up a really good a really good point with them last uh, last night. Penguins fans did not know what they had. They did not appreciate Mark Fleur, Mark Andre Flurry no, enough. Not at all. And he he brought up this point, and I will I will definitely agree with it. When Flurry retires. Would you rather him have his jersey retired as a Golden Knight or as a Penguin? Because you got to bear in mind, he's won cups with the Penguins. But at this point, I see him as more of Vegas' goalie. Like, that's Vegas' goalie. Right. 
I mean, yeah, that's how I look at him. I mean, once 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 he left and he became a Golden Knight, that's kind of how I've always looked at him. And I mean, yeah. he's been with them for what, roughly two years now? Since the inception of the team, yeah, yeah. 2017. And he's, I mean, he has a better save percentage overall, but I mean, you're comparing, that's me comparing 11 years to the, the two that he's been there with. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, how how many times did you hear, oh, Flurry, oh, oh my God, from every Pittsburgh fan, ever, when, exactly. if he gets one goal through, you're like, he's like, oh, rah, rah. like, come on. And Marc-Andre Fleury is the highest selling Vegas Golden Knights jersey. I know, I've looked it up. Um, so it's not a lack of love that they have in Vegas for him. They absolutely love him there. So I think at, if that were the case, I would for sure want my jersey retired as a Vegas Golden Knights. It'd be the first player that they would retire. And I mean, you know, I'm looking at it right now. In two years with Vegas, he's got one assist and one point. Yeah. Looking at the <laughs> 11 years in Pittsburgh, he's got two assists and two points. So in two years, he's already, you know, he's already matched that. He's got a higher save percentage. He, he's a goalie that has an assist. Like, come on now. He, they didn't see what they had. No, they didn't. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like I can't say it wasn't a gelling thing because, again, he was a great goalie for them, too. I mean, he won cups with them, but I don't know. I just now I look at him. I just I see a golden knight. So I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a whole inception thing that he was with the team from the very beginning right there. Yeah. So, I mean, I look I, at, I look at Yager the same way, though. You know, <laughs> I'll always look at Yager as a ranger doesn't matter who he went to, who he played with. It's I funny because Yager is a ranger. I look at Yager as a flyer because this guy's literally played for almost every <laughs> NHL team. And Chris looks at him as a devil. And we're always talking about it. he's just he wants to come back to the NHL. He's 50 years old and he still wants to do it. Yeah, let so, him go. <laughs> exactly. I'll take Yags any day. Honestly. And this is a, this is a recurring thing. When he does finally retire from hockey, I think he should just retire his jersey at the NHL front office. Yeah, <laughs> just bring all of them in. <laughs> yeah, just one for every team he's ever played for. <laughs> a big room too. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's see. Um, I don't know how. This this is a weird one for me because I've I questioned it as soon as it happened. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk was placed on waivers by the Kings because he hasn't really been doing dick all because they're a terrible team this year. I mean, it's one of those teams that they're really good one year and then just garbage for two years after that, and then they'll be really good again. Um, it seems like he got tired of it. They waived him, and now he has he has a two-way contract with the Montreal Canadiens, and I'm just – the whole time I'm thinking, why the Canadiens? Like – I would think any like maybe the Penguins like maybe a maybe a team that needed a solid third or fourth line, uh, a fourth line player like him like a good fourth line or third line forward because I mean Kovalchuk's let's face it he's not the same player he was five years ago. So and I've got a lot of love for Kovalchuk he was a thrasher so I mean it's you know it's, there's mean... not a lot of them still kicking around. If you look at the moves Montreal's been making lately, they're making moves to build a stronger, quicker team. Yeah. I don't know if you've been following, but uh, Andrew Sturtz, he just got picked up by the Canadians. Uh, that was a trade with, um, oh, I can't even remember where he came from, um, Ottawa, actually. He was playing down in the AHL for their uh, their AHL affiliate team there. 
And they is traded. Is that still the Binghamton Senators, or is so, that not the no, Binghamton Senators that, anymore? Uh, I believe they traded. They changed to Belleville. Oh, they're, okay. they're now the Belleville Senators. So they kept the B, and they made the logo look more like that that alternate black red B logo that yeah. they have. But um, when they moved when they moved him, like as soon as I saw him get moved, he is a quick player, and you know he he was played down for the Brampton Beast in the ECHL, came up into the AHL. And he's made moves back and forth constantly because he just, I mean, when he played at Penn State, he was an amazing player. He's very fast. He could score goals. He knows how to play the ice. It's just he can't find a mesh. And I honestly think with the Canadians, as they start building up this team like the way they are, I think they're going to find a very good, a good mesh of players. I hope so because, I mean, they started out really good. And lately they've just been petering off. But, I mean, if – this is like a tiny mid-season rebuild. By all means, go for it, because they're not that far out of the race. I mean, right. They're sitting at 42 points, and the Flyers have 49. So, I mean, that's it's nothing hard to beat, as much as I hate to say, because I really do. <laughs> but uh, I remember for a brief time, the Flyers were second in the Met. So, <laughs> I've just got to hold on to that. <laughs> and now uh, my Rangers are. Hey, you know, the Rangers are ahead of them. They're, they're at 42 points as well. No team is that yeah, far true. out except for the Devils and definitely Detroit. I think Detroit's mathematically eliminated. Oh, yeah, Detroit's point. sitting at 23. They're not. They're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a team I hate to see because I remember when they were so dominant and now it's just nothing. But, uh, and I, I'm... This when they were dominant. I have never had any kind of love for Mike Babcock. I cannot stand that guy. Um, and I was really happy to see him leave Toronto the way he did because I can't stand him. And it was nah. with good reason, it turns out, because what kind of person just makes uh, Jonathan Franz and just have a mental breakdown? You can't do that, man. Yeah, no, you gotta. You can't. I can't be going around like that. I, I hate Babcock so much. Hate him. Can't stand him. But I don't have to worry about him right now. So, I mean, I'm going to have to when we if you finally get to the top 10 coaches of the decade. Because begrudgingly, he is one of the top 10 coaches of this past decade. Oh, man. I, I have a soft spot for somebody. So I'm going to have to mention him in that list. <laughs> we want to... We are well. They're currently there is a game going on. The Oilers are playing the Bruins, and I think the Oilers are finally realizing that they cannot just rely on McDavid and Drysaddle to make every single point. You just can't. You gotta have you gotta have stuff around them, um, and they're starting to show it. They've dropped they've dropped uh, down to second in the wild card, which is nuts because again they were first for a while. Um, what do you think about uh, old Edmonton? You know, Edmonton, those are one of those teams growing up I'm watching, and I'm like, ah, this is this is a decent team. And then, you know, towards the end of the year, you're like, wow, why did I even think that? And I, it <laughs> happens every year. And they have the players, you know. They they have good old McDavid, you know. They got Larson. They got, they got all these players that they know they can use. But I just – I don't feel like they're using them appropriately. No. No, for sure. Like, I've watched several of their plays. And granted, again, I'm not saying anything about – bad about Connor McDavid he is one of the probably the greatest player of this new modern NHL game just with his speed and stick handling skills but again you you just can't rely on one player or two in this case because you also got Leon Dreisaitl who's 
just he's got that German accuracy, man. He's just nuts. Right. Uh, super technical player. Um, you know, it's just I don't know. You you just can't rely on two players to carry your team. So I uh, I've spoken my piece on that, but uh, they're playing the Bruins today, which again Bruins are. They're number one in the Atlantic for a reason. They have 59 points. They've been right with Washington pretty much this entire season. And a lot of that has to do with a tandem of Chris's least favorite player and a person I have some love in my heart for, and that is the goon himself, Brad Marchand. Um, He's just bullying and elbowing his way to (laughs) leading the league in points right there along with – well, he's not leading the league. He's leading the team – and uh, points, but he's just like he, he's a greasy player, but he gets the job done, you know. Yeah, it's one of those players you true. hate to see do good, but you also kind of like it because it's he's just got that old style of hockey. So eventually, he'll get his bell rung. I'm waiting for it to happen. <laughs> they uh, they actually called up a D man for that game. From, yeah, I believe uh, they did from the AHL today. Yeah, that's the Providence Bruins, right? Right, right, yeah, the okay. Providence Bruins. I think it was uh, Camphor. Really? I, I don't. I don't see. This is this is why it's good to have you. I don't really. I don't follow the AHL as much as I used to. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to go to Phantoms games all the time. I watched them win the Calder Cup in 2005. Oh, uh, what an experience! Oh, it was so it was so great. God, I was at that was at the Spectrum too. That was before they tore it down and put up the uh, what was originally the Wachovia Center, but became the Wells Fargo Center. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah it was funny because with well with with Camphor, he uh he went ahead and got moved down yesterday and they called him back up today and they put him in the game today. How do you think that felt like he just got back? His bags are down <laughs> and stuff. Like he was just about to sit down and then his phone rings. He's like, God damn it! Now I gotta go all the way back. <laughs> yeah, thank God it's only like an hour drive, you know? Yeah, from Providence to friggin' Boston. <laughs> He's like, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that bad. It just depends on what time of the day it was, because if traffic was bad, you know he's going to be in the car pissed. (laughs) You know, thank God he doesn't play for Florida, because, you know, Florida Panthers, their affiliate is the Springfield Thunderbirds, and they're all the way up in Massachusetts. I could only imagine moves going on like that. They're like, nope, no, I'm not playing tonight. Well, even even for the Bruins ECHL team, that's that's the Gwinnett Gladiators. That's the team I go watch all the time because I'm I'm near where they play. that's this is all the way down in Georgia, man. <laughs> like you're coming up from a completely different area. But I do love the Gladiators, man. They got a they got some solid players. I think they played uh when I went to go see them last, which was a couple days ago. I went to uh they were playing the South Carolina Stingrays, which are the Washington Capitals ECHL team, and they actually beat them. And South Carolina is really good this season. <laughs> You know, I got a lot of I got a lot of love. I I just got into the ECHL, really just started watching that, and I I have a lot of love for the Rapid City Rush, which are a uh, Arizona affiliate team. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I actually I have one of their jerseys signed by the entire team for this season. Hell yeah! I I got it. You know, two hundred bucks at an auction. I I couldn't say no. That's not even. You know, at this game we were we were two rows off the ice, so we were right there, and I took a took my girlfriend's kid down to the eye like right to the glass and stuff where the stingrays were practicing mm-hmm. and he got a puck he got a puck right right like that oh yeah and it was just so cool 
you know, the minor leagues, I, I love minor league games. I love the experience. I always feel I love like the fans. I love the hecklers. Oh, yeah. They yeah, have I'm one of those guys. World-class hecklers. World-class hecklers. Back in the day when the Columbus Cottonmouths were a team and, and uh, <laughs> what? Oh, God. What is it? Columbus, Georgia. The, uh, I would always go South Georgia now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I used to live out there. I would go out of my way to look up player stats, you know, for the opposing teams that are coming in. And I would always sit, you know, a few seats behind the penalty box. And as soon as one goes in, I look up his name, find out his stats. And here I go, (laughs) Hey, how'd it feel to get fired from the Red Wings? You know, that was me. I was that guy. $2 beer night. (laughs) Oh, you you can't go wrong, man. That's the best thing because I'm, I'm going to get these seats. The Gwinnett Gladiators have seats that are right between the benches. Oh, yeah. I will have those seats, and I will just be there hammered, hammered drunk. (laughs) I'll cheer both teams. I don't even care. (laughs) Oh, man, that's beautiful. Hockey heckling is probably one of the greatest things, and I can't wait because I'm taking taking them to see the Boston Bruins play the Carolina Hurricanes in March, and the seats I found are pretty close to the ice to where the Bruins will be. uh, I think they'll be defending um, for at least one period. No, two periods. It's where they'll be defending. So they're all Bruins fans. So, I mean, I figured why not get them where they're going to be playing the most. But, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to be heckling the shit out of Carolina. (laughs) Well, you I mean, you know how I feel as a as an old school Whaler fan. I'm not happy with Carolina and never will be. I don't know. When they do the throwback jerseys and they're those nope, old Whalers. That's not their team. Not their team. <laughs> it still looks pretty cool. Not their team. I will argue against it every day. <laughs> uh, it's great. We don't, we don't have anyone that's I mean, we we have the Thrashers that became the Winnipeg Jets, so I mean, I freaking hate the Winnipeg Jets. I can't stand them. The only player I like is Dustin Bufflin, and he's the only thrasher that's left, and even he's not really around anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I used to go to thrashers games all the time when I was uh, when I was in high school, and it was, it was the best. I don't know why they moved. It was always a sellout crowd any time I went. Really? So, yeah. I, I thought towards the end, you know, they were having trouble filling seats. No. See, the thing is, like, I went, I went to a couple of games their final season, and there were so many people there. I just I don't know if it was like poor ownership. Maybe they need Arthur Blank to buy a team. I was hoping the Senators would stay garbage and they'd finally just be like, all right, we're gonna relocate somewhere and we'd be we're like, we'll relocate. take them. Yeah, we'll take them. <laughs> Bring them to Atlanta. Arthur Blank, Arthur Blank will take care of them. <laughs> I mean, Arthur Blank does good. He's he's a great owner. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I can't hold that against them. No, no. He t- we got a soccer team and. First of all, I'm not a huge soccer guy. Like I, I don't know. I there were times when I kind of got into it, but uh, like he brought a soccer team here and they were just instantly good. Oh yeah, uh, Atlanta United, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think they won the championship either last year or the year before. But yeah, they're just good. Yeah, I uh, so <clears throat> they also have a uh, a minor league affiliate as well with the uh, USL. Yeah. And I mean, my state just got a USL team, the Hartford Athletic. Well, it's so a small in, state, man. Connecticut's true, really small. <laughs> true. I'll give you that. But we do have two AHL teams, so Hell you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, with the with the fan base growing in America when it comes to soccer, like I'm a big soccer guy. I used to live overseas in South Korea, played soccer there, and I I, I love the sport. I absolutely. Oh shit! Do. Where were you at in South Korea? I was actually down in Daegu. <laughs> I was up at Camp Casey. 
Oh, I spent a lot of time up there. Yep, I was stationed. Um, I was there for a year. God bless you. I did. Uh, I I got extended out for uh, for training, and I I loved every minute of it. Oh yeah, the country itself is beautiful. It's just beautiful. It was right after Kim Jong uh, Il died, and his son took over, and he was doing all that crazy shit with the missiles. So you never knew if you were going to be going to fight today. Yeah. You know, like, ah, they're 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 going to launch a rocket, so just have everything ready. And he's like, ah, never mind. It blew up. Yeah, I remember sitting on Warrior Base and we heard a noise and my God, Warrior Base! <laughs> my lieutenant looks at me and he's like, "Are, are we are we gonna die?" I'm like, well, <laughs> sir, we'd already be dead now. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing because that was a 13 mic, which is the multiple launch thing. So we were just supposed to park up at the DMZ and just fire rockets over. <laughs> but uh, you know, nothing happened. Like I loved every minute I was there. So it was it was a great country food the sports oh everything. my god the food they, they had a they actually had some really good hockey over in south korea they had great baseball too oh it was huge over there yeah and it was like it wasn't like 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 city-based teams it was like the companies owned them so it'd yeah. be like the, the samsung, samsung lions i thought it was it might be the lions i don't know samsung owned a team though yeah when uh, i well when i was i was there from 2012 to 2013 yeah that's was the, i was there too all yeah. right yeah it was the samsung lions the kia tigers there was a Giants, but yeah, I, I'm not sure who they were. Maybe it was the LG Giants. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, because I had a Zippo that had the, the name, and they had those weird hats, too. I wanted one, but I never got one. <laughs> I um, still have my little SL hat laying around <laughs> somewhere. But we'll digress on the... Right, we're going off topic here. <laughs> yeah, the topic of hanging out in South Korea. <laughs> so. Can we? Uh, let's talk about this Buffalo Sabres-Florida Panthers game going on right now. God, the Florida Panthers, man. That is a team I want to see succeed so badly. You and know, they can do it. I, I am the same way because I, I look at that. I look at some of the players on that team, and there's there's a lot of good players, especially in their AHL affiliate, that are just great players. And I'm like, you guys can do this. But they're coming into that same problem where chemistry is always an issue. Everybody wants to score the goals. And, you know, I'm looking at it right now. They, they've already had the, they have their second goalie in already. And it's you know <laughs> the second period, ten minutes in. They've already it's it's three nothing Sabers right now. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's uh. <laughs> yeah, you know with uh, a oh, seven saves or four saves, three goals like that's that's terrible. Yeah, but I can't. I, I can't blame like, the goalie. Is I can't blame Buffalo either for just like you know I like Buffalo is still a really good team. They've just They've had a bit of a slide lately. Like again, that's a team that puts all of its chips on Jack Eichel, and you just can't do that. True, even though he does have an assist this game. Yeah, I think when it comes time for MVP, there's going to be some serious candidates for MVP this year. I don't think it's just going to be McDavid and Drysital. I think you got to look at freaking. Oh, let's see. You got to look at Pasternak for sure. You got to look at uh, Jack Eichel. You got to look probably. You gotta look at Marchand, regrettably, because he's gooned his way into the top. Ah, yeah, he totally has. Much as I dislike the guy, he's 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 there. He's right up top with him. And I don't want to be too like I don't I don't want to say anything too soon about it, but for Vesna this year, I think I think Flurry's going to be a very strong contender. Oh, absolutely. I think Flurry's going to be up there. I think. Uh, I don't, I don't want to put this on Chris, but if Mackenzie Blackwood keeps playing the way he does, coming back from what they were, I think Mackenzie Blackwood can make his way on there. 
Um, because the kid's just he's he's been playing great. Rask Rask is going to be the front runner for sure, just because of how lights out he's been. He's been a wall this season during regular periods. Oh, of play. overtime oh, yeah. is completely different. <laughs> yeah, the Bruins have some troubles with overtime, but uh, with the All Star break, maybe they'll they'll take some time to train on it, and renew it, get things better. But I want to talk about Russia and specifically them them defeating Sweden, which is one of the best teams, at least their world, their, their junior team is just nuts, but they beat the Swedish junior team and they are now going to the final. And it's, it's nuts. And I, I want to see it. I want to see this. I want to see another Canada, Russia game because it'll never be as good as the summit series that we've done. We've, we've covered on this podcast before. It's, the Summit Series is probably my favorite thing, but I want to see that again. I want to see that kind of that kind of play. Oh, so yeah. I'm hoping Canada beats Finland. Um, but I'm I'm like, God, these I gotta I gotta start getting into this junior hockey, dude, because it's like I'm looking at some of these goals and some of these saves, and it's nuts. And this is this is the next generation of NHL players that you're looking at. Oh yeah, at. absolutely, big time. So it's just it's crazy that you're gonna see like people that are going to go on to just win Stanley Cups like it's nothing. That's what I love about the NHL. It's so much faster now. It's so much more fun. But uh, that's definitely one of my – and we're probably going to – we're, we're going to end the news with that. But uh, I want to get into my top ten moments of the decade, piggybacking off of what I just said, because my fifth favorite thing was the debut of the modern NHL after the 2004 lockout. Like when you had Crosby and Ovechkin debut on the same night, and it just it was like a completely different game. Oh yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, that was really the birth of the modern day hockey, right there. You're looking at just strong and fast players. Yeah, so fast. I remember this was this was when I was a kid. I think I was I was a, I was 12 during that season. So it was just absolutely nuts to see it. And you had. Like Claude Giroux came out 2006 for the Flyers, and he's just been great for them ever since. As a player, for sure, they're going to retire his jersey. Like, I don't think he'll ever leave the Flyers, but if he does, he'll still have his jersey retired as a Flyer. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. But you Being had such a prominent name. Yeah, you had players like Datsuk, you, like that whole Red Wings franchise, which I talked about earlier. That was just ridiculously overpowered and just dominated their way through the NHL. You had Chicago, you had Patrick Kane, Patrick Sharp. He just so many good, fl- good players. So I want to, want to know from that, from that time period, what was your, what was the team that you liked watching the most? Was it, it wasn't the hurricanes for sure, because <laughs> <laughs> they went down and won a Stanley cup in 2006. <laughs> You know, when I when I think about 2006, uh, I can't talk today, apparently. You know, when I think about 2006, I'm still thinking, you know, here I am, that diehard Rangers fan. That's the team I'm always following, no matter win or lose. I'm there. I'm there. And 2006 was definitely, I loved watching the Rangers because I was so hopeful. And I really shouldn't have been. <laughs> <laughs> but in 2006, God, I was, I was 14. And I just... I was so hopeful. I was like, yeah, yeah, man. I, I felt like a Dallas Cowboy fan. You know, <laughs> this is our year. This is our year. And it just ended up not being that. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that happen a couple times, especially with the Chicago Blackhawks. Specifically, 
the two th- like 2010 the 2010 to 2000 I think 11 season when the Flyers made it all the way to the Stanley Cup finals and they lost in game 6 overtime lost the Stanley Cup I was heartbroken that day cuz I was sitting there watching the game and it just went into overtime and I saw that goal I'm like no fucking way no way no 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 nope they did, that didn't happen but it did yeah <laughs> it was it there me. it shaped me <laughs> but I mean even as a Rangers fan, you you have nothing to worry about this last like bit of it. I know when I said the debut of the NHL, that was the previous decade and stuff. But I still think probably one of my it wanted a NHL want to be like it was without that 2004 lockout. Um, even as a Rangers fan, like you guys had some great freaking postseason runs. Oh yeah, you know every every year the Rangers seem to to make it there, and you know I I don't know what it is ever since Mark Messier cursed us in my opinion <laughs> you know we we've had our runs and we've been there ready to go and just we fall apart yeah i mean my most recent honestly probably biggest heartbreak was uh the series between jonathan quick and the uh los angeles kings and the new york rangers and <sighs> you, you had hunter glunquist going in there with like a point nine two nine and Jonathan Quick was right behind him, point nine one five. And you're you're sitting there, you know, it's gonna come down to these tenders. That's all it's gonna be. And that was a terrible time. I'm gonna I'm gonna forewarn you now. Chris likes to end this podcast by saying, "Henrique, it's over." <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna hear that a lot. You're gonna have a whole lot of that. Um. But like, and with that too, there's a lot of good moments for the Devils as well. I mean, you still had you still had Brodeur. That's the this will be the last decade this just passed that he's ever played in, which is nuts because you know I like I still don't look at Brodeur as retired. Like I still see him as that goalie. Oh yeah, no, I I even when he retires, I'm still gonna be like, well, what's he doing now? Who does he play yeah. for now? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like he's he's their goal. He's their goal coach i think he's one of the assistant coaches for uh, goalkeeping and stuff and you know you can see where he's been working with Mackenzie blackwood um oh, i don't right, think right right um schneider just schneider just wasn't having it this season like i'm by no means a devil's fan but a lot of my family is because a lot of my family's still up in new jersey so i mean it's it's i don't know i i have a begrudging respect for the new jersey devils you and know, the rangers I, I, I want, Even to see the rings. Rings. I want to see those devils do well, you know, especially with the pickup of BK Subban. Yeah. I, I really feel like they can do something with him. And I mean, he's just a good all around defender. Yeah. You know, he can, he can move up and he can score goals with the best he's of them. He's so but... fast too. He is ridiculously fast. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's one of the things I've always been thinking, even with Wayne Simmons too, I really hope Wayne Simmons just gets it going before the trade deadline. Cause I just don't want him to see, I don't want to see him go to a shitty team. Because he hasn't really, he hasn't been, it seems like that's been New Jersey's problem. It's just a lack of gelling between the players. Yeah. And that was really evident when Hall was there. Um, just because they, you know, he's this big name player. Um, you know, he's got this huge contract coming up. That's one of the things Chris was talking about. He's, you know, I think it was just a mental thing affecting the team. But now that they've got that out of the way, I think things can kind of get better. And they definitely needed a coaching change, so. Yeah, I mean, with the with the Wayne train on there too, like he's I think he's only got a a one year contract with the Devils, right? Yeah, it was only a one year. 
five million dollars though, so nothing to Good nothing to him. sneeze at. <laughs> but I will always see Wayne Simmons as a Philadelphia Flyer. I it's it's ingrained in me. Yeah. So and as I'm talking about this, Edmonton has tied it up with Boston. So this is going to be. I really hope it doesn't stay tied because I don't want to see Edmonton win <laughs> because the Bruins just can't do anything in the in overtime or a shootout. No, that's you want to keep them away from that as much as you can. Yeah, it's just it's really hard. Uh, did you get a chance to watch the Winter Classic game? I did, um, and as much as I didn't want to, because in my opinion, it was two bad teams in a bad venue. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, I really didn't want to, but. Nothing like a hockey game in Dallas. Or, <laughs> was, no, it was it Dallas. Was, it was, no, no, it was up in, uh, what was it, Minnesota, wasn't it? It was, was, uh, it was up north, I want to say. God. No, it was the Cotton Bowl Stadium in Dallas. Oh, it was Cotton Bowl, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Either way, terrible last. stadium. Not yeah. Baseball fields are so much better for Winter Classic games because you can actually see the puck. When you want to get a big-time stadium like that, you're looking at it, you're like, ugh, where yeah. is it? Yeah, it's just like, and after, because what I was tying into is uh, Corey Perry was suspended five games for elbowing Ryan Ellis in the head, <laughs> um, which I, I is dirty play, completely dirty play. I agree with the suspension, man. Like, if you didn't want to play, you could have done something else to get yourself right. out of it. You could have right. just said, ah, my knee's not really feeling it. You didn't have to, didn't have to elbow a guy, but... After that elbow, you just had to salt. You had to see him walk all the way across the field, <laughs> and the camera just lingered on him. And I'm like, oh my god! This and you know, he's sitting there, and the, the, because the way they have it set up, you know, that walk felt even longer. And he was like, yeah, because it's really worth you know, it. He had his family there. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> and they're like, just sitting and walk for like five minutes. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then I saw that. Uh, they had posted his game-worn jersey. I'm like, it's only got about 40 seconds of wear on it, man. Doesn't even <laughs> yeah. have that first period sweat stains yet. Yeah, you know. You don't even have to... Oh, that's, a, that's a brand new jersey still. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, what do you think about these uh, the all-star, all-star teams? I think, uh, like, coach-wise, they've got probably the best coaches in the NHL for that. I know Todd Reardon's the uh, the Met coach. I think uh, Gerard Gallant's the Western Conference coach, which uh, yeah, I love Gerard Gallant. He's one of my favorite coaches and a big reason why that Vegas team is so good. Um, he's definitely a player's coach. Um, I think Craig Berube, which another one, that's because he coached the Flyers for a while, and I believe he played for the Flyers too. Um, I, I, I love Craig Berube. Um and Bruce Cassidy, which love him or hate him, he's a great coach. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what are your what are your thoughts? Do you think that's a good spate of coaches? Who would you have rather seen in there? <laughs> Again, you know, going back to my my soft spot, you got to look at the Capitals. Yeah, you know? for sure. Even with taking that taking that twenty that what a twenty thousand dollar fine for being honest. Yeah. You know, Johnny over there, you, you can't go wrong with him. I honestly think that he is one of those coaches that really deserves to be in there. You know, again, I might have a soft spot for him, and that's the only reason. But, yeah. Did they replace him with Todd Reardon? Because I think Todd Reardon's the Caps coach now. 
And I no. don't know if he. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm talking. That's my mistake. Totally. Space no, on the team. Yeah, um, I had a blue jacket. A, sorry, a, blue jackets. Yeah. John, I, I knew exactly who I was talking about, John but Tortorella, different name yeah. came out. Sports. Yeah, with Tortorella, John. I have a soft spot for him, being that I he was that Rangers coach. Coach, yeah. and he really stands up. You know, when his guys are wronged and he feels they're wronged, he's going to be the one to let it know. And he just got yeah. fined twenty thousand dollars for telling the refs that they didn't do their job. <laughs> I love that press conference so much. That's like one of my favorite things to watch. But yeah, seconds. I <laughs> love. I love Torts. He's yeah, because. You got to imagine, what if that clock didn't run down? Because that's well, there he was said whole, we need yeah. 1.1 seconds on the clock, and that puck passed just as the buzzer went off. Had that 1.1 seconds got added on, they win the yeah. game. Exactly. So I, I he's totally justified in where he's coming from. That's the NHL's messed up, and maybe he shouldn't have laid out his grievances on air in front of a bunch of cameras full of <laughs> expletives. Because right. God, it's so funny to see though. I love I love John Tortorella. You know, had that been my organization, I would have pulled him aside and been like, hey, listen, we're going to pay your fine. However, that's not the venue. Come to us. We'll put it through the appropriate channel. But yeah, thank you. You know, exactly. That, did you do the right thing? Absolutely. Wrong time? Absolutely. Yeah. Wrong place. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so funny. It's like, I'm not taking any more of your damn questions. <laughs> he just walks up. I love him. I do. Um Oh, let's see. All right. So we'll go into let's let's do goalies. Let's do our our 10 goalies for or five goalies. We'll make it easier. We'll go five <laughs> goalies for the past decade because I know myself. I, I have trouble even thinking of like six names just off the top of my head. But uh, five for sure. So I want to hear yours first and then I'll uh, then I'll piggyback and caveat if I need to. Um. All right. So. Not in no particular order. Yeah. Um. I wanna I wanna throw out Darcy Cumper uh, yeah. from the Arizona Coyotes. You know, he he just got that injury with that that lower body injury, but overall he has been killing it on the ice. Yeah. And for and for sure. someone that you know, I didn't hear much of him when he came into the league. Really didn't. No. And I was like, all right, you know, whatever. We'll we'll see how it goes. But I'll give it to him. He's really stepped up and he's brought that organization. He's brought a brought a like, I don't want to call him a powerhouse because he ain't leaving his crease. But, you know, he's there and I'm I'm really proud of him to, to stand up and go ahead and help bring that team up higher. Yeah, for sure. He's a big part of that organization. Big time. You know, and especially for for such a young guy to be to be a big name like that on that team. That, that that's a lot of a lot of stress to have. Yeah, and I gotta give it to the coach of the Coyotes too, Rick Tockett. He's he's brought that he's brought that team just he's he's brought them up out of nothing and just turned them into a great team. And that just shows what kind of coach he is. He's a great coach. There's a reason he's so respected and by players and coaches alike. He's just that good of a person. Big. I got a yeah. I got a love. I got a lot of love for Rick Tockett. Um, I remember watching him. I guess my dad's a huge Penguins fan, which is probably the reason I hate the Penguins so much. <laughs> other than the fact that I grew up like 45 minutes outside of Philly. <laughs> but uh, I'll digress on that. I I do remember uh, talking as a player, and uh, he was he was a good player too. Oh yeah, that big really shakes out. Which leads me to let's. I always want to beg this question. 
like you look at the current spate of players right now, the ones that are getting up there in age, you got Joe Thornton, you got Pavelski, you got all these big name players, Zdeno Chara for sure. I wonder who, which of them is going to become the next big head coach. Cause you saw it happen with Rod Brindamore when, cause mm. Brindamore was a, he was a big time Philadelphia Flyers player. I think he was one of the few jerseys I had of him was a uh, Brindamore Jersey when I was a kid. Um, and he's he's gone to Carolina and he's just he's been great for them, and it's just like I want to see like I know Sidney Crosby's going to be a hell of a coach. He's going to do something. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I don't ever see him walking away completely from hockey unless he takes up golf. I mean, in which case, by all means, man, go go play some golf. But uh, well, like, like I, I said to... with with Brodor, I mean, you know, he left and he's like, I'm still being part of hockey. Yeah, and exactly. I think even when when he finishes doing that, he's gonna find some way to be involved in hockey as well. Oh, I'm sure he'll. He's coach gonna start them. running a little elite, like a Timbits team or something. Yes, yes, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, all right. So, uh, Eddie, who are your other coaches? Oh, coaches! I thought we were oh, goalies. 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 Yeah, I was like, yeah. wait a minute now. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, you know. All right, so I, I I brought up Cooper, and he he was probably the big name I really wanted to talk about on that one. Um, yes. Of course, you know, I have to throw Lundquist, even though as he's getting up there in age, you know, he's starting I, to yeah. slow down. He's starting to miss out here and there. But overall, still. That's Henrik you know, Lundquist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Man will be Sergei, loved in New York for forever. <laughs> oh, forever. Every time he comes to town, everyone's going to be like, so Henrik. Henrik. Um, <laughs> Bobrovsky, you know, yeah. you can't can't say no to him. God, I just watched a, a compilation of great saves, and he had some killer saves. Oh, yeah. You know, he was always there. It's just, it's just, he's a great goalie. Definitely, sir. Absolutely. Uh, Carey Price. I'm going to throw Carey's, Carey Price's name in there. Yeah, he's having a tough season this year. but This year, yeah. But over over the course, you know, if we're going to go for the decade, I'm, I'm going to definitely give uh, yeah. you know, Carey Price some, some time in there because he definitely showed it that – he is a top contender goalie. He really is, in my opinion, at least. And I'm just some random nobody, but hey. <laughs> now you're a nobody who talks on a podcast that people can listen to. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the, the people are going to comment and be like, this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, I'd throw my name on that list, but I haven't hit the NHL. <laughs> Still working on it. We're working there. We're getting there. Um, so you play goalie? You yeah. play goalie? Yeah. Ah. And when it's, I was playing, I was a I was a winger and defenseman. See, you know, I couldn't do the dirty dangles. I I couldn't do the spin moves. I couldn't do anything <laughs> like that. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me play goalie. You know, that'll be good because I can't skate that well. Terrible decision. <laughs> I should have never made it, but now I'm stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good, man. Um, it's all good. So you said uh, flurry. Yeah, absolutely. Gonna throw yeah. flurry in there. You, you can't go wrong. Yeah, you can't not say flurry. <laughs> And I mean, with with Holpe's season this year, I mean, it's not all him. He's got the team in front of him as well. Yeah, but we'll definitely have to throw Braden Holpe in there. I was gonna say that too. I wanted to throw him on my list. I'm like, I know he's a he's a later decade player, like more in recent years and stuff. But right. still, in those recent years, dude, he's just those, he's been nuts. Killing. Yeah, he's nuts. All right, so mine, and I'm gonna. <laughs> this is I, I know. Chris doesn't have this on his list, but I thought it was nuts because he did play in this decade. I'm definitely putting Mart- Martin Brodeur on there. 
I mean, I got to. The, yeah. Fair. When you think goalies, like when you think goalies in general in the NHL, you think of a couple players. You think of definitely Mark Andre Fleury. You think of Henrik Lundqvist, and you for sure think of Martin Brodeur. Like no other goalie has made that much of an impact on the NHL as Mr. Martin Brodeur himself. True. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's just like, you know, it's it's again going back to what I said. It's just weird to not see him in the in the Devil's net. And that's nothing against Mackenzie Blackwater, even Corey Schneider when he was goaltending for them, but. Like, you know, it's just that's always going to be Brodor's pocket. So it's cool for him to stick around. I've definitely Brodor's on there. Definitely Flurry. I'm with you on a with you on a couple of them. Uh, definitely Lundqvist, because again, is if you think of a face of the New York Rangers aside from fucking Sean Avery's shenanigans. <laughs> oh come on now no, don't give that to us i don't know if i love sean avery or i hate him but it's somewhere you know, in there he's the one player that i think i've ever seen go to hartford and get booed by the home crowd <laughs> not a single cheer in hartford it, i couldn't believe it no not a not a lot of people have love for a old Sean Avery, which is okay because he's got plenty of love for himself, which I guess is all that matters. If you don't love yourself, what can you do? But back to what I'm saying, you think of the New York Rangers, you think Henrik Lundqvist. I mean, maybe now that's going to change with Panarin if he just continues being good. Like, I know he hasn't really hit the same kind of play that he did with Columbus, but I still think he's got it in him for sure. Oh, Um, yeah. I, I can definitely see Panarin becoming the face of that organization if he if he gets to the level that he was playing at. Um, he's got a he's got guys sitting underneath him in the AHL that can really step up and they've showed that they can step up. So yeah, Capo Caco too definitely. Uh, oh, absolutely, he's got a great name. Um, <laughs> it it weirds me out that he was born in like I think was it two thousand or two thousand one. Yeah, he's a, and, he's a really young guy. Yeah, and he's now like scoring goals in the NHL. I'm just like, jeez, dude, I feel old now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here I am. I'm sitting at 27, and I still haven't gotten my first goal. And I'm like, yeah, dang, I'm, fucking, I'm I'm 26, man. I'm like, <laughs> no, I should be there. Like, I should be playing with Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna put Jonathan Quick on that list just because. Yeah, I've got. I mean, yeah, I've got the, the so much respect alone. for Quick. He's had a tough season. He's had a tough couple of seasons, but I, he's he's always going to be that player. He's always going to be that guy from the Kings that made some incredible saves. Yeah, and you know when it comes to me, you know maybe I am biased to be in that position, but you know when I when I think of the L.A. Kings, who am I really thinking of? I'm mentioning Quick. That's going to yeah. be the first name out my mouth. He yeah. just he was the biggest name on there for quite a while. Yeah, you guys had a God. Who was he? He was actually born in my state too. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. I'm going to put Corey Crawford on that list because... Blackhawks, really? Fuck you. Dude, the Blackhawks were so good for for such a while. And then they just fell apart. And it's like, you know, it's just... I don't know if it was mismanagement, but Corey Crawford was a huge part of that. He was, absolutely. Mm. What was that? That was four, right? So now I got number five. And this one's... This one's gonna be hard for me because I just I, I don't know I don't know whether or not to put him on there, but I know for me, like it's more of a personal thing. I'm gonna put Ray Emery on there because 
he was a huge part of that Flyers team. He was a great goalie for the Flyers. It sucks that he died at such a young age, but you know, that's that was a dude that was a true blue flyer all the way all the way through. Um true. So that's that's more of a personal thing for me, but definitely Emery's on that list. Because he was, I, I can respect he was the only person I ever knew that was an enforcer and a goalie at the same time. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he had he no wasn't problem. A, no, he would come out of the crease. He would fucking elbow. He'd throw bows. He'd do everything. And I loved it because I love, I love goons. I, I'm a huge I'm a, enforcers are like my favorite part of the game, um, to an extent. Like I don't like the overly dirty cheap hits and stuff. Like obviously that that stuff needs to go, but. Uh, yeah, like people like Ryan Reeves, they're like my favorite players in the NHL just because they get out there and they handle business. Absolutely. And it's a huge part of hockey in general to have that. I, I, I'm surprised you actually didn't just throw on Ron Hextel, you know? I, yeah. You could just throw I, him on any year. He's there. It doesn't yeah. matter if he plays or not. Yeah, but he was a, he's not really a good GM. And that, that really... Uh, <laughs> he's really, not. That really left it. Like I was, I had such hope. I'm like, all right, this guy was an ex Flyers. He, he obviously knows what he's gonna do, and it's not good. And we went through like seven freaking goalies under him. I before mean, finally finding Carter Hart, and we're just not letting go of him. <laughs> I feel like what he would do is he would go to a bar and just start a fight. And if somebody beat him, he was like, "You're a new goalie." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's like a uh, God. We talk about him all the time. Brett Hole. Just oh. Brett Hull's shenanigans is definitely one of my top moments of the decade, which is what we're transferring into now, uh, our top five moments of the decade. I'm definitely putting uh, Brett Hull's drunken shenanigans at last year's Stanley Cup final. Oh, God bless it's you. That's so great. Although a close runner-up <laughs> is uh, Cam Neely throwing a fastball of a water bottle into the wall, because that shit was pretty great, too. Big time. Yeah. Um, definitely going off the Brett whole thing. I think the whole thing's going to encompass with uh, St. Louis coming from last in the league to winning the Stanley cup. Cause you're never going to, you might never see something like that again in your life. You know, that was like a once in a lifetime thing. You know, I, I'll be honest. I was rooting for the Bruins to win that. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a team that truly deserved it. And it was, it was so great to see. Like I said, that's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You never know when you're going to see that again. Right. So definitely St. Louis is on there. I'm going to – and I'm going to allude to this one because it was at the beginning of the decade and something that that both broke my heart, but it was still great to see, and that was the Flyers – that was the Flyers playoff run of 2010, which, of course, ended lo- ended ended with them losing to Chicago. <laughs> so hard. So hard to watch. And I, uh, I had like, I, we went out and we got like the finals t-shirts that they had just released. Like that was like my favorite thing I wore every day and it just ended like that. I don't know. Hopefully one day they'll win a Stanley cup again and I'll be happy. That's like, that's like with football. I've seen the Eagles win a super bowl. I could care less if they ever win another one in their life. I got to see them win one. So and it was against the Patriots, and that made it so much better. So much better. <laughs> Especially because the last time we were in the Super Bowl, we were playing the Patriots, and we lost to them. Good. Yeah, it was not good. I hated it. I was a kid. <laughs> it killed me. <laughs> but 
But uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely the Flyers losing to the Blackhawks. I think a, both a great moment and a terrible moment for me because you know it's, it hurts. I think Broder's uh, Broder passing Patrick Waugh for like like as I think it was most point was it most points or most goal most games played. It was one of the two. Either way, it was. It ended with him cutting the neck, the net off the uh, goal, and skating around the ice with it. Um, classic Broder Broderisms, but uh, yeah, definitely both Broder uh, becoming the number one goalie. I think with most, I think it was most games played. Um, but uh, and then his retirement too. And I'm gonna put Jerome McGinley's jersey retirement in Calgary. Because he was a huge player for that team. You know, he was a huge player. Just And this is something that's kind of going by the wayside as we get more into this modern day and age. But, you know, there's never been a whole lot of minority hockey players. Uh, that's just true. That's just facts. But uh, Jerome McGinley was like, if I ever thought of Calgary, I'd think of Jerome McGinley. I'd think of the number 12 jersey just because he's that big of a part. Um, but his retirement ceremony and the fact that they renamed uh, his hometown hockey rink that he used to play at as a kid after him, I think that was probably one of the greatest moments of the decade. Oh, yeah, big time. And then I think that's three, so I got two more. I know what my number one is going to be, but uh, I got I to gotta figure out what my number two is. I think, uh, oh, let's see. Maybe maybe Nashville winning their first Stanley Cup because hockey in the South is not a huge thing. But to see Nashville win a Stanley Cup, them being a Southern team, I think it it uh, it put a lot of eyes back on the South as as for a possible location. I mean, you got Carolina, you got uh, you got Nashville, you got Florida, but I don't really consider Florida the South. They're like the New Jersey of the South. Like it's just they're there. I don't know if I consider them a southern state. I mean, obviously they are, but it's not like the south. Like, I think of the south, I think, like, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, like, places that don't really have hockey. Um, So definitely Nashville. And then my number one, of course, is freaking Alexander Ovechkin finally winning a damn Stanley Cup and him just being a complete goon with it. He'd show up to other dudes, other dudes' celebrations and be like, yo, man, I'm here too. (laughs) As well deserved as it is, I I I cannot be a fan of him. I, I, I don't know. I think it's just because of the fact that his hair is starting to gray and he's got like this amazing like gray flow of hair. But yeah, I just I got to you got to. I mean, this guy debuted in debuted in two thousand five, and he finally won the damn Stanley Cup with them. True. So it's just it's a combination of just sticking with one team and riding it all the way to the top. And he was a big part of them being so good. So that's my five. That's my five top moments of the decade. So All I'm right. going to talk over to you to see what yours are. All right. So probably to start off the list, it's not really as much as a game moment as it is just a, an NHL moment in general. Yeah. I want to talk about the Maple Leafs Red Wings alumni game Centennial Classic. Oh my God, that sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was, you know, you had all these, these old school players, Hall of Famers, you know, everything like that. Lanny McDonald before the game 
all the all the Detroit players get down. They want to get a picture taken, and here comes Landy McDonald that slides right in front of them as they snap the photo. <laughs> Full blue, stick out, hand up, waving at the camera, big mustache going. Yeah, I was gonna say, did he still have the giant mustache? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You know, that's just one of those things that you know definitely. McDonald's. It's it's one of my top five. I'm always gonna remember that. Watching it, I was like, no way, no way. Yep, it happened. I think I think we actually because we have a we have a thing on this show. We have our uh, our hall of fucking awesome, and it's for like great moments and great players in hockey history. And I think for sure we put Lanny McDonald's mustache in the hall of fucking awesome. <laughs> you have to. You, you, you Between that, Yarmir Yager's mullet, like you got you gotta have it. <laughs> <laughs> Because that oh, thing was gorgeous. Man. Just they, gorgeous. You couldn't complain about it, absolutely. No. <laughs> um, no, definitely that, though. Number number four, uh, I hate to say it, but, you know, the, the conference series, uh, 2014 Rangers-Canadians. You know, that was such a, such a good push and a good run. And here I am, little old Keegan, all excited petered out to nothing but you know the Rangers <laughs> ended up taking it and it's just what what a great you know what a great series regardless of what the end ended up being I mean shit that's two original six teams anytime those two anytime two original six teams plays it's always fun right absolutely there's so much history so for yeah. sure definitely that one I that's a good one um going over to newer um Blues over the Bruins. Yeah. You know, you, you can't say no to that one. That's always going to be a moment where you're going to like, wow. That's like, okay. Like full on NHL history at this point. Like, like you've never seen a team just come from that low in the standings to just win it all. Right. You know, yeah. just looking back, you're like, wow. And of course me, I'm not a blues fan. You know, I'll follow them here and there. But once they disappeared, you're like, all right, no big deal. And then they start yeah. coming back and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> and that really now. makes you watch. And me, me being that New York fan, I'm like, well, Bruins are in. Gonna have to see who beats them. You know, <laughs> you're, you're like the Blues. No, no, it, it's not gonna happen. And did it happen? <laughs> and you know the funny thing is, they started out that meteoric rise by fucking beating the Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, one tiny little, one tiny little kick in the dick. <laughs> just yeah, beat you know, the Flyers to start. One. Yep. <laughs> Couldn't be any other team. Oh uh, man. That's a good definitely that's well that's one for the ages for sure. Um speaking of Yager's uh mullet, uh I wanna talk about the Patrick Kane mullet. That's that's probably Yes. The, the mullet the mullet is hockey history, no matter how you wanna spread it. That's oh my god. It yes. is what it is. And I think Patrick Kane really took a a more modernized attempt at it and and really, you know, he swung for the fences and he made contact. Yes, you know, I'm looking it up right now because I got to see it for myself. Oh, um, it's like it's the second probably thing one of the best up. mullets that I've seen. You know. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I even me when the Rangers this season especially, I grew my hair out. I was like, it's hockey season, mullets coming out, <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna do a Patrick Kane mullet, and I was all excited. And then the Rangers were the Rangers, so yeah. <laughs> I, you know, my my hair is clean cut again. I'm done. <laughs> But, I try to grow. I try to grow my hair up, but my hair just turns into a giant afro. So I'm just like, I get so tired of it. Uh, in my my, I think my number one for the decade 
and uh, you might actually really enjoy it, was going back all the way to 2010, Rangers Flyers, yep. you know, with the shootout. Yep. You know, why they decided to put the Finn men up and leave Gabryk sitting on the bench. I, I still don't know. But, I mean, you got to look at it. I think you guys faced maybe 23 shots on goal. Yeah. Maybe. You know, maybe With a 25. decent goalie, too. Not right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a voucher, I believe. Yeah, Boucher. Or, yeah, Boucher. Brian Boucher. Yeah, yeah, Brian Boucher. Boucher. What was whatever. one called? Bobby Boucher. You know, and I mean, we had Longquist, and he, he, I, he, I think he had like double what you guys had. And, you know, it was it was a great game. Wonderful. But then the shootout happens, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> you know i was and, happy man <laughs> you know and that was oh yeah you know I, I as much as i want to say like that sucked that was a terrible moment that was such a big moment to to really in my mind for that decade yeah because i mean a great way to start off the decade man that was, exactly it's such a classic world series with the flyers and blackhawks it was just so cool to see i just hated how it ended <laughs> yeah <laughs> But, and I mean, I guess that would be my five for moments. Hell yeah. Right on. So I think for this, we're probably going to end this episode here. That way we can get Chris whenever we can get Chris back later and uh, we'll get his opinions on some of these things. So, uh, but yeah, I um, want to uh, give a shout out to our sponsor, Geek Vibes Nation. For all your geek needs, you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, pretty much any social media streaming platform. They're they're around. They're always doing cool stuff. Um, they're not just a sports thing. You know, if you're into comic books or like, horror movies like I am or anything, really, they've pretty much got everything. I know Chris does uh, – he does a wrestling podcast with them, a Wrestling Geeks Alliance. So if that's something you're into, by all means, go for it. Look it up. Give us a shout. Definitely give us a review, though, if you like this episode. You like like our voice. If you if you like Keegan's voice, definitely give us a Mwah. <laughs> definitely give us a good old review there. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I of course am your host Dakota Lashock. You can find me at Twitter at Lashock Dakota. Uh, I don't ever retweet anything. I, I'm just not a big social media guy, but you know, go ahead and follow me. Maybe one day I'll get on there. Um, Chris, or not Chris, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass it over to you, Keegan. You can give your uh, your sign off if you want to say anything out there. Well, I mean, I guess what I gotta say is, you know, you know, thank you for inviting me onto the show. Hell this yeah, man! A this is fun. Yeah, this is uh, that was a good, good back and forth, man. I enjoy it. Absolutely, and yeah, I really enjoy because, you know, with me, all I do is I, you know, I go to work, I take care of my kids, and as much as my kids really enjoy hockey, I have a two year old that is cross checking me. So I, I can't I can't talk hockey with her. Yeah, I'm um, trying to get did, my I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my three year old when he gets a little bit older. I'm gonna get him into because Atlanta has a pee wee league oh, and they have nice. a sled they have a sled hockey program. So I'm gonna get him into that. So that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be dope. It, it feels good to just you know just be actually able to talk hockey with people that know what you're talking about. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I, you know I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here. You know for the listeners that are listening. Thank you for, for joining in and listening to the uh, podcast there. But I think I'll have to go ahead and take off. 
Yeah, man. Sounds good. All right, we will we will have another episode coming for you guys when we get Chris on here because this is it's going to be our two parter decade episode because we're going into this this new year and this new decade. This is going to be the decade of skates to throats. We're gonna we're gonna really hit it hard. We're gonna get back to the rivalries because man, I've been looking and there's some there's some juicy ones that we haven't covered yet that are they're definitely gonna be fun. I know definitely at some point this year. It's probably going to be a series because there's just so much to talk about. I got to talk about the Broad Street Bullies in depth because that is that is a legendary part of the NHL. Like oh, big time. You, you, 70s, man. Rob Zombie was going to make a movie about the Broad Street Bullies, which odd choice for a director. But, you know, fuck, I guess, oh, you know, he's he's such a great director, though. You know, looking at all the other movies he's done, he could have <laughs> really done that some justice. Oh, yeah, definitely. I had like. House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, yes, awesome. The Halloween movies, eh, the first one was pretty cool. The second one is is a bit weird, and then that weird Lords of Salem movie was, it was weird. But yeah, I I definitely think Zombie would get in there and do it some justice. Um, But yeah, we got a a lot of good stuff planned for you guys this year. So uh, just stick with us, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.